welcome to That's a Chunky, a podcast about the world's most famous sketch comedy show. I think you should leave. I am Kevin here with J Rod, King of the What's Slams. Up? <laughs> What's up? I watched that sketch again on the characters. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Don't go in that tent with your uncle. <laughs> you, you just everybody's reaction is the same like oh my god but also <laughs> that's good writing um first of all we want to apologize we haven't recorded in a in a while this might shock um all of our listeners but this is not our main source of income for either of us well maybe speak for yourself okay <laughs> <laughs> um I have to tell you, I went car shopping today, and it was just really hard to just not shout, like, too small the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had a network right now, I would pay Ruben Rabasa, whatever he wants, to just go car shopping with people. Yeah. Uh, you do, like, one person a week, cut it down to the best 22 minutes. The poor yeah. dealers would just probably not be in good shape. I mean, do you think every dealer has gotten the, like, does the steering wheel come whiffing out the window? Like, um, no room for mother-in-law. Like, they have to be used to getting these types of comments, right? Like, pretty much every auto dealer. You would think so, right? Yeah. In fact, I'm actually going to try to get a new car this year, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seed in some of those, some of those gems as I'm shopping around. Yes. Um, yeah, you figure they would have got it at some point. I, I just feel like the overlap of car salesmen and people who've watched the show is probably long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, also, had maybe the best moment in my um, married life. So, um, not, um, you know, I have a good thing going in terms of just general marriage stuff but also like tolerating my constant references to the show um so my wife was asking about dinner the other day and i said um we should make a hot dip or something <laughs> and she doesn't know this sketch and she said a hot dip <laughs> and i said or something <laughs> um, and then great. there was no, there was no one there other than you to appreciate it, right? She just stared pretty much, at you. yeah, yeah. I did explain the whole thing to her, though, <laughs> and I'm sure that that cleared it up for her. Oh yeah, we we're trying to remember the lady's name from the sketch, though. To <sighs> too much failure. Um, my one last real life story of the week before I finish dominating this podcast is um. My dad uh, sent me a gift. It was a sweatshirt. And it's really nice. Um, the person who packed the sweatshirt forgot to take off the security tag. <laughs> and guess what it is? It is the world's first accidental TC tugger, TC top. Oh, it, my God. It's just like a circle. I think it's on the side, so it's not really in the uh, middle. So I still might wreck my shirt or, or my <laughs> hand might get tired. Um, 
but I think I'm just not gonna have it addressed, and I think I'm just yeah. gonna wear wear a TC yeah. Tugger. That's a sign from a higher being. You know, I don't want to weigh in on any religious issues because we're gonna lose viewers. But um, I think you need to. I think you need to keep that. That's a that's a sign. I think it's also it just shows you how like the show is taking something that might like irritate me. And just making it like we live in this absurd world uh, <laughs> where we double down on things and triple down on things. So um, might just have to wear it out and get complimented by teenagers um, who really like the shirt. <laughs> it's to the point I should go. I haven't been shopping in a regular clothing store in like five years. I think I would ask to leave the security tag on, especially if it was around the belly button area. Um, just can I wear it out? And then they're going to say, you're going to set off every alarm. And I'll say, so be it. Oh, um, and the tag, it's like black. It's like jet black in the sweatshirts, jet black. So that's it's like, hot. that's amazing. Oh, I might not be able to wash it, but I, I might get a few uh, good river mountain highs out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's jump into our segments. We have uh, two truths, one lie. I, I um, suck at this, man. You haven't got one yet. Yeah, um, I haven't got a single one. Tim is a 2000 graduate of Clarkson High in Clarkson, Michigan. Tim starred as Al Capone on Fox's Making History, or Tim Robinson is a movie about a family from Switzerland who gets shipwrecked on an island. <laughs> I, I think I've kind of I, I've cracked the code on this. I think the lie is that he graduated from that same school in 99. Actually, um, the last one is a movie called Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's not even like a person. It's a movie. Oh, so that, so. I li- that was the lie? That was the lie. Next, there's always next I, week. Ne- next week, I'm going to get it. Yeah. What um what might cheer you up is uh I got a couple really good polls uh from the subreddit. Um this one was not made by me. This was made by Puppy Love 1000. And I I think you'll be able to pick the order that the people voted in. It's not the, I think you'll definitely get first and we'll see if you can get the whole poll, but uh great question. Who's the biggest villain of the show? Okay. And the choices are uh, Bart Harley Jarvis, <laughs> the bad boy of the competition, um, the cyborg from Christmas thirty fifty. I'm not okay. sure that was because that's probably yeah. a hero. Um, Paul. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, or Danny Kraus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go with. I think Bart Harley Jarvis is going to be number one, just because he's such an epic character. That by a landslide, but but impacted so many lives. By oh, the way, yeah. we're not to that sketch yet, which is clearly possibly my top one. I looked exactly like Bart Harley Jarvis as a child, um, and I'll <laughs> I'll try to help our viewers out with some baby photos. I looked exactly like that kid. Um, I think number two is. Danny Krause. Number three is Paul, and number four is the the cyborg. 
I mean, so you're basically right. Paul got 25 votes. Danny Krause got 24. So the the margin of error there, according to this Gallup poll, practically dead heat. Um, I wonder if any of our like um, Instagram followers, because we have more than we probably should, um, <laughs> could Photoshop like a leather vest onto your baby picture. Yeah, and, then, start, and then it could I'll be your Christmas like card. That could be my Christmas card. I will. Yeah. I, I will dig up an appropriate uh, Jar- <laughs> Jarvis-like photo, and then uh, we can do some Photoshop work with it. I love it. Um, I, I also made a poll the other day, which somehow got two hundred sixty votes. <laughs> I've got to get on this me. Reddit. I, I actually avoid it because I love when you tell me about it on this show. So I yeah, I me too. Yeah. Um, so the question is, which action is most likely to lead to my divorce? Um, and these are the six options. We just need you to name number one. Um, okay. First, constantly referring to myself as the bad boy of the competition. <laughs> um, calling the lullabies we play for my children the tuk-tuk sound. <laughs> uh, whenever we meal plan asking for a hot dip or something. <laughs> My face being beet red for the family photo. <laughs> uh, eating all the fully loaded nachos. Uh, getting caught watching homegrown Simpson stuff. <laughs> there was a landslide in this one, actually. I, I think it's the nachos. Yeah, man, you're good. You're good. I, I um, mean, that it's such a. I mean, it's a very relatable sketch. I understand we're not talking about it, but. Like my friend who entered, who told me to watch the show, like right when it came out, uh, he was a comedian in DC, and he, he immediately mentioned the nachos skit, and just was like, "It's just it blew his mind because it's you know we've all been there, we've all been there." Yeah, yeah. And next after that was my face being beat red, and then yeah. getting caught watching the the homegrown Simpsons stuff. I think I would I, I would have gotten the first two. I wouldn't have gotten the Simpsons one, but yeah. So the comments, the people who comment on this board, they're brilliant. They know how to adapt things to anything. Uh, so someone, solid state, a state, just replies, none of these. What's really going to lead to your divorce was when the magician brought you up on stage and made fun <laughs> of how you looked and you did nothing. That <laughs> fat piece of shit made you look like a fool. He basically pulled your little dick out in front of everyone and jerked you off till nothing came out because you're a boy. <laughs> so I just replied, you ruined my life. <laughs> Magicians suck. Um, and then um, somebody named D.O.B. TJS just wrote, it's Jarvis by a mile. <laughs> uh, yeah, and lots and lots of funny stuff there. Uh, riding a horse with a huge penis was one. Uh, somebody just replied when it was like all said and done, and I, I really appreciate this person. Uh, Julie Zero D just wrote, the babysitter did art with the kids. That's so cool. <laughs> I have a lot of I I love that sketch too. It's one of my favorites. I love that line. Like it's just so it's such a like the as a married man with three kids, like um that's totally something like you just say as an adult or people say. 
I, I don't think I've said it, but it, it was yeah. it was a perfect line. Perfect line. <laughs> All right. Filling in, filling you in on more stuff. Uh, someone made a post, new season being filmed. Tim Heidecker just dropped an excuse an exclusive on his podcast that they're making a second season, basically paraphrased. Someone just wrote, that's why he'll never be a good podcaster. He doesn't have a curious mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Santa brings it early. <laughs> um, and then somebody replies. I think I talked about this in the last one. God damn, I'm getting old. Guess guess I didn't update my uh my show plan. Just go um, roll with it. Roll with it, right? Um yeah. I bought this um I bought this Swayzine poster. Um have you ever seen there's this art, it's like a diner on a corner and it's at night. It's like a very famous piece of yeah. art. Yes, yes. Yeah. This guy made one with um I've seen it uh, too with a lot of characters on the show, right? Yeah, including uh the like rival musician in um Laser Spine Specialist is inside the chunky suit. Wow. That's and the meta. woman from the Nacho scene. Yeah, th- one of the easiest purchases of my life. Um uh Swayzine is just cranky. Swayzine's the same guy who did the like Paul Bafano poster. Yeah. Yeah, he's cranking it out. Fucking great art. Should we? We should have Swayze and record like a thirty-second ad, and we could just put it on the yeah. show gr- yeah. gratis. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not in this for the money. I mean, yeah, not after we uh, both took like a six-week FMLA from the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about these sketches. All right, let's do it. We have uh, traffic. And both ways. So, um, traffic. We actually had rated similarly. Um, it's kind of like a middle sketch. I think both of us probably like it a lot. Um, I had it. I rated it. I'm sorry. You rated it 15th. I rated it 20th. Um, there is like a weird sort of pacing to it. Yes. Yes. Um, it's kind of it's a slow burn. Yes. Maybe a little bit less like laugh out loud than at the end. You're like, oh, that was kind of funny and creative and unique. Am I saying things you agree with? Yeah. I, I, so this is one I did not like that much at first. Um, Same. But, but then like. So the song at the end is like a ten out of ten. I mean, it, it the the he hit it out of the park and the ball has not landed yet. It's Friday night. Like I actually say that in, I, I follow a Twitter feed where they always post Friday night when it's like Friday afternoon, and I think that in my head like Friday night, like when <laughs> Friday night's coming. So it's like my introduction to the weekend. So the song is amazing. Um, yeah. I, I, the other thing that I the, I get a kick out of in the sketch is just how much the horny guy throws himself into the role where he's just gyrating and like, he's just in <laughs> such agony. And he just like, I mean, the, the thought of being that horny that you can't like control your body's movements is hilarious to me. Um, cause he, cause he escalates it. I mean, at first it's just the honking and then he's like, Arr! 
that's the best line of the of the sketch when he's like <laughs> yeah and it, and it's funny because at the beginning of it he's just sitting at the light and then he's like normal and then he sees the bumper sticker and he's like oh, that's me and then he just and then it just sets him off it's like he can i make a confession that... yeah go ahead i i never realized until i read a reaction to this sketch that honk if you're horny is a pun because like because like you honk a horn yeah and yeah, that, yeah i just thought i literally thought much like tim robinson's character says i grew up in a small town things were hard we needed to make small jokes i needed to make my car a little funny i'm sorry if i sent the wrong message i thought that was the whole thing is like you just put it on your car because it gets people honking right yeah, because there are there are a lot of signs people put up that's like honk if you hate this person. You know, it's like, and I yeah. never realized that very basic pun. Yeah, kind of ashamed I, to admit, it's. I think I I knew it because I I've lived it. I did grow up in a small town, and people did <laughs> people did have that bumper sticker. Like that's a bumper sticker. Oh yeah, I grew up with. I grew up. With I mean, I saw it sticker. as a kid. I just kind of thought it was like a like a dirty joke i never like got the pun aspect to it okay all right yeah i'm i'm embarrassed to admit it's fine i mean the show is educational in that respect I, I think that's you true can, you can learn from this um i may if i saw that bumper sticker i would get it i would try to put it on my car i think my wife would block <laughs> it <laughs> like or, or like drive the car the car into lake michigan but um I think it'd be worth it because I think it's an amazing bumper sticker. I mean, absolutely. That's why we have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, in an early line at the beginning is when he's working. He just goes for the third phase. We hit up Instagram, <laughs> and that just makes me laugh. <laughs> well, and what was the um the name of his video game or whatever? It was like it, I thought it was Dino, but it was like Dymo Cast or something. Like it was the I don't, most I have ridiculous. N- like, <laughs> like his job looks like a complete joke, obviously. But um, just yeah, whatever he was designing the game or the toy is just completely preposterous. Um, Absolutely preposterous. So, do you know the character? The foil uh, is played by Connor O'Malley. Do you know who he's married to? No, he's married to Ad Bryant. No shit. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And he's he's from um Tim Robinson's comedy troupe, the Chicago Rats. So my fearless prediction for season two is I'm hoping we see a little AD Bryant on the yeah, show. Yeah, sure, sure. Because I, I think she's hilarious. She's great. She's great. Yeah, I would yeah. love that. Um, um yeah. Do you notice that that guy um I, I whenever I see him, particularly in that sketch. He reminds me of a college friend we had. Yeah, uh, oh, his name look. <laughs> name reminds rhymes with Scrully. <laughs> oh, you're going. Uh, see, I actually think he might be Scrully crossed with uh, the rooster. Who's the rooster? Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, like their yeah, child. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, something about the way he talks too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, yeah. it is kind of like a, a complete split between the two of them. Yeah. Um, particularly at the end when he's reading the nudie mag, which uh-huh. um, I get a bit during the song, which is beautiful. Um, <laughs> I get a lot of Scrully vibes, but I can see some yeah. rooster in there too. 
Yeah. And that's that's phenomenal. So you don't have pornos or calendars? <laughs> he does have pornos. Yeah, that uh, was a great – that was a great dip- – also, I just want to comment on when he's honking and then Tim Robinson's <laughs> coming to confront him. He's like, oh, shit, oh, oh, God. And then he gets out of his car and he, like, just is so horny he can't, like, be seen by a human being. Yeah. Um, I, I just I love the acting in that, and then I love the the reveal of all the pornos in his trunk. I thought it was great. great. Yeah, and he's like rifling through them, and Tim Robinson is clearly like trying to minimize his exposure. And he's like, "Will you?" Hu-? I think he says, "Will you hurry up?" And yeah. Conor O'Malley says, "I've seen a lot of these." <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he's married to Aidy Bryant because he's also in the um, Laser Spine Specialist music studio where he's like breaking the whole time basically but um, (laughs) but yeah no it's yeah it's funny I mean it is weird I did not like it at first but it's grown on me the song again just let's talk about the funeral Um, I mean it's his his mom's funeral I, I presume and the idea of singing singing a song at a funeral is preposterous. An original. Yeah, an original song. And then the song is like some like anthem to like the weekend or something. It's just and then the audience is kind of vibing it with some people being a little uncomfortable. Oh no, they are their look is so approving. Yeah, and I think that's, that's true. So funny. Yeah, it's it's a great premise. I mean just the funeral alone was like a 10 out of 10. It really was. Yeah. So just a couple of things about while he sings that song, which is amazing. Um, they introduce him and they're like, and now the son of the deceased. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everyone's looking so looking on so approvingly, I- including when he sings a line like dick watch hanging low. belt <laughs> Full cut. <laughs> By the way, studded belt, a reference back. Oh, Caleb went. The Caleb, Caleb went. went. Caleb yeah, went belt. I mean, this is this isn't a sketch comedy show. It's a world. Yeah, it is a world. Um, and I, then I believe at the end he says, "We can be who we are." I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. I, I, I just have this idea that, like, the hardest comedy to pull off is absurdist comedy. Yeah, right. And and not everything on the show is. But, um, yeah, I just feel like when he goes for it, it's like his pers- – like, if you watch, like um, – I don't know if you ever watched, like, Eric Andre's show at all. I've watched his movie recently, but I have not watched his show. You watch Bad Trip? Yeah, I watch Bad Trip. The gorilla scene, yeah, yeah, it's great. When he goes great. back in for what he's like, I forgot yeah, my I phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, if you watch his show, I mean, it's like you can watch some where you're like, this, this is not funny, mm-hmm. this is wrong. Mm-hmm. But when he hits his mark, it's the funniest thing ever. Like that guy, he's a genius. He really is. Yeah. But I, I feel like Tim Robinson has this like. Like Eric Andre probably bats like three. He probably bats like two fifty, but he hits a lot of home runs. Yeah, Tim Robinson's batting like eight hundred. Like he just yeah. 
high high success rate. Yeah, um, I, it, unbelievable. I I can't. It blows me away how successful pretty much every sketch is. Honestly. All right, so I think we're gonna move into both ways. The uh, first sketch of the show, which I'm gonna throw out um, a, a crazy concept to the listeners. You have it rated much higher than I do. You have it okay. ninth, and I have it twenty sixth. And I'm Ooh. gonna say now, I think you might be right. Um, okay. And I'm gonna talk about why because. Um, because it's something you said on an earlier episode. Okay, um, go on. You, you explained like the premise of the show is that it's somebody getting into some sort of like usually minor trouble, and they could like walk away with yeah. very minor damage. Yes, but like you said, they double down and triple down. Um, so, um. When I watched this first sketch, I think he put it first intentionally. I've actually, so in my like BS uh, part-time journalism career, sometimes I watch something and I think something's genius. And then I ask the person who made it and they're like, they definitely didn't think of it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard one of my, I'm like a huge fan of this musician, Prince Paul. And he often talks about that happens all the time where like somebody's like, it's so brilliant what you did. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah. I I wasn't (laughs) trying to do that. But um, yeah, I think this sketch was the prototype for all the other sketches. It's like pretty, pretty bare bones. It's simple. Very short, very short. But it's just the whole premise is just that, it's like introducing to you that every sketch is going to be about somebody like he could have just yeah uh pulled the door yeah i don't remember which is which and walk he, out yeah no push is what it, it's a push not a pull <laughs> he pulled the whole way um, yes um yeah it, it i agree i i think it's and i actually didn't think about that as being a framework for the whole show but you're right like i watched the first I actually watched the whole series at an airport and I watched that episode and it kind of blew me away. And then it goes directly into the, has this ever happened to you with the turbo team, which that kind of floored me. Um, I think I rated that higher, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, just an awkward job interview and then just like boring statements and then just getting caught in a very minor embarrassment. Like, just, like, pull, and you hear a noise, and the guy's like, oh, I think you got to push. And he's like, no, no, no. I was here yesterday. This <laughs> one goes both ways. Which, I actually, how many doors go both ways? I think it's, like, the doors to the kitchen and restaurants or something. But, like, Those do. Can, can you think of any other door that goes both ways routinely? Like, barn doors? It's such a rare, like, idea, like, the concept that you would immediately go to this goes both ways. No, that's uh, a great question. Um, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a very, it's a very small percentage of doors, but he immediately goes to that presumably to try to get, get this job. <laughs> and then I, I don't know, just his facial expressions as he's like pulling on it and straining and then develops like the spittle at the end is like, <laughs> it's just so intense and i actually wonder what kind of strength you need to pull a door that much to break the hinges and the door frame 
but it was it was impressive. I just do that every time. Um, do you think Do you think he got the job? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And by the way, every door for me is a push pull door because um, <laughs> I'm jacked. Um, and uh you know it's um it's just something i live with you know yeah i feel that strong i mean any door goes both ways it, it's true um so I, I don't mean this to brag because uh while j-rod was a good student at this school i was not um but we, we went to a, a college that people said had a lot of smart people at it yes um and i just Every day in the student center, you could go to the front door, which had two doors, but you had to push them out and or pull them out. And everybody would be taking turns going in and out through one open door. And no one ever thought to just open the second door so Mm. one could be an out and one could be an in. And that used to drive me crazy. I used to make the noises like Connor O'Malley in the sketch. (laughs) 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 that actually Uh, happens quite a bit in um the commute scenario like there are a couple train stations i hit downtown where everyone funnels into one door and like there's a line of people waiting outside the door at the train station and it's just like uh, just go to the other door like you can you can create single file lines going in and out why are you guys like you know interspersing yourself into a single open door it makes no sense yeah it's it's insane there's no other like aspect of life where someone would tolerate that no no um so we we um we have more time than usual i just i just want to get a um temperature of what what line has just been stuck in your head um all week from the show um, I will throw out mine has just been uh, clown pewter. Fuck that. Probably doesn't even have any games. <laughs> um, I And I credit you with this one, but I often think at my job, the chunky figure out what you do like <laughs> is like a, a very common phrase where you're just like, for someone who just doesn't know their purpose in a job set and, and, I've been in a lot of like corporate environments and there, trust me, there are plenty of people who just don't really seem to have a role or like a a clear responsibility and the figure out what you do is such a great way of like confronting those people (laughs) Um, that I, I hear that in my head a lot, which is just like, figure out, figure out what you do. Oh Um, man. It's so good. Oh man. And yeah, and you pointed that out to me. I guess I didn't recognize that line as much um, the first go around, but it's it's brilliant. It's such a brilliant show. God. That sketch is a is a slow burn. Yeah, it's Andy Samberg is a great straight man in it. He just is just like it points out how kind of dumb video game or uh, game shows are, and then just like you know, like the gimmicks of them and and Chunky just being kind of lost. It's it's great. It's great. I wonder who is in the chunky suit. I know that's actually that's I. I it's got, it, I feel like it should be someone that is elsewhere in the show, right? Maybe Zach Sandman. Yeah, is that his name. Zach, the, the co-writer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, is that is that who? Paul? Zach Paul. Sandman. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul. Uh, 
Well, although he's kind of tall to be Paul, I think. Paul's a little short. I mean, sometimes these costumes, uh, mm. you know, I don't know. All right. We have we have some extra time today. Let's let's talk about the characters a little bit. Okay. And um, I have not watched this as many times as you, so I'm gonna throw that out there. But go ahead. That's that's actually where I was going um with it. So I think the characters has one all time sketch. And you think it's the gun sh- the gun shop sketch. Oh man. Yeah. I might like that as much as anything. And I think you should leave. Uh, I can't. I can't go with you there. I, I haven't watched it as much, but I like it. But I don't think it's. It would be in the twenties for me. It really would. Give it a solid fifty watches and get back okay. to me. All right, um, I can do that. It's just I've got. I've got time. I think the general concept is like kind of perfect that a guy's guy wants to buy a gun because he just can't go to the bathroom like a regular person it's <laughs> <laughs> constantly getting bounced yeah. um and then i just think like Ro- robinson's acting in it is amazing and then there's also this like little element of they keep bringing george lopez into it yeah. um, <laughs> it's just um yeah i don't know it's perfect to me and then the ending really um like a, a you know i'm not one of these like SNL Doomsday people. I watch it every week and I like it. Oh, you do? Um, wow. Yeah, I do. And I don't watch I just, it live. I watch the viral sketches. I don't need really watch every routine sketch, though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. If I had any criticism for the show, it would be like, sometimes they don't know how to end stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably hard in sketch comedy. Um, but yeah, that that gun store sketch. Oof. Um. So there's also a sketch where uh, a guy's singing to his baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty solid. Um, and the the guy at the beginning, the gambler, is pretty solid. Yeah, the gambler. Well. Yeah, the gambler didn't do it for me that much. Um, it's like a. It could be like a one timer. I I'll commit. I will watch the gun show or the gun shop five times tonight because I'm home alone. Yeah, and I've I've got availability. Um, yeah, and then maybe we can talk about it again on the next episode. Yeah, right it might be his finest acting. I like his hair in that. His hair is combed in a very unique way. Great I hair. like that. Great hair. Yeah, kind of feel like the gun store owner is really good in it as well. Where he's like, "Did that really happen to you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, and that's the other thing is that it's essentially a parody of Dirty Harry. Yeah. Um, but in the most absurd, perverse way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this video I like. Um, it's called "Michael Jackson" by Das Racist. Um. And one time I was lucky enough to talk to one of the people who made the video. And he was like, he described the video as black or white, the Michael Jackson video. Yeah. He's like, it's black or white through, through memory or something like that. He had this quote and it was so bizarre. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's totally right. Um, <laughs> it was someone, so- try- someone trying to remember what black or white, the black or white video. It was, yeah, something like that. Uh, and they even have the face shifting at the end, yeah. uh, which includes LP, now super famous member of Run the Jewels. 
anyway, that's just a little shout out for V Funk. We've been we've been giving him a hard time on the show. Yeah, I mean, he's not funny, but he has taste in music and other talents. <laughs> you know, like not everyone is like a ten in every category. You know, like you can true. be a you can be a two in some categories. True, that's true. Um, and still be a successful person. You know, I, I at least I think so. No, I'm with you. All right. Uh, I think we've exhausted our material, um, but our goal is to we're going to record the next episode really soon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Do, do, can you preview the episodes or do you just want to whip them out on the next episode? No, I will. Uh, next episode, we're going to discuss uh, Pink Bag. Which one and, is that? Uh, my face oh. is beat red. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Wilson's toupees. Okay. I love both of those. I love both. I of mean, those. everything from here on out is. Aces. Yeah, the, yeah. It's Bruce Amato in the uh, you know running, <laughs> running, running for Congress. Um, I'm a big Bruce Amato. Vote, fan. I think celebrity spokesperson Bruce Amato. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. All right, signing off. That's chunky. Right. That's chunky. Dot gov. <laughs> <laughs>